to me, okay, to me. Ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, now that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there the expression of the human body i mean the f everything i mean you know not just the hand and when you're talking about combat well i mean if, if it if it is a sport now now you're talking about something else you have regulations you have rules but when you're talking about fighting as it is no rules. with no rules no, no fighting well then baby you better train every part of your body I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like big dumb McCartney that pulling me about, folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bet. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud of fighting you. For you. Don't bring the dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did it. I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you gotta just keep on flowing. Well, 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 Penn Nation, we meet again. You are now listening to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. As always, guys, I'm your host, Jay Kinch, and we come to you folks each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Very happy to be here. Have a great show lined up for you folks. A lot of news to discuss as well. I got to say, everybody, it's winter time, depending on where you are in the world, of course, but... Over here in the States, it's wintertime, and I live in the Northeast, and tonight it is freezing. First real bad chill we've had this year. I don't know if that's due to global warming or whatever the case is, but good old Kansas cold tonight. <laughs> so, that doesn't matter. We're going to bring you guys the heat with another great show. Like I said, we have some awesome guests, but before we get into any of that, you guys know it. I tell you every week... Your home for MMA news is BJPenn.com. Bookmark us, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Stay up to date. Get it while it breaks. Stay in the need to know. Stay in the know on everything you need to know about mixed martial arts. The hot topics, the breaking news, the viral videos, all the hottest stories, BJPenn.com, we have got you guys covered. As you know, we've got awesome videos dropping every week, technique videos. <clears throat> Some of the best athletes in combat sports today 
uh, showing you guys some of their tricks of the trade. So as I said, bottom right-hand corner of the site, make sure you guys click on those, scroll through them, a lot of cool stuff in there. Generating content for you guys every single day. We're the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site in existence today. We greatly appreciate all of you guys because you all make that possible. Like I said, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Make sure you guys bookmark us, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus. Set up alerts so you get the breaking news before everybody else does as well. bjpen.com radio. We're the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans. And let's talk about some of the fighters we have on tonight's lineup. Up first, kicking the show off, right after we get through some news. Pretty badass heavyweight prospect, in my opinion. Shows a lot of potential. Just defeated Alexi Olenek at UFC 217. 217? Yes. Curtis Razor Blades. We caught up with him before this fight with Mark Hunt got announced. So, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk get to talk about that. This was earlier in the week. Uh, he still did not have a fight lined up at that point. I'm not sure if it was in the works when we talked, but he made it seem like it wasn't. So, needless to say... Bummer that we didn't get to talk with him after this fight with Hunt had been announced. However, that was a fight that he was eyeing at this point. So we had a great conversation with him. Talk about the landscape of the division, the title picture, uh, his last performance, some of the controversies surrounding that finish against Alexi Olenek, and uh, his evolution as a martial artist, where he sees himself in 2018 and uh, you'll hear us discuss it, but I truly believe that he is probably one or two big wins away uh, from being in contender status. He's ranked number nine in the world. Big, powerful dude, working on his striking, has a really good wrestling background, very promising up-and-comer, only 26 years old as well. So that's our first guest of the evening, Curtis Razor Blades. Good conversation with him. He was driving, he, <laughs> so... Uh, you can hear his uh, I don't know whether it was a Garmin or whatever the case is his navigational device you can hear that a couple times throughout but good conversation with him very cool dude my first time speaking with him uh, and it was an absolute pleasure second guest of the evening big shout out to our new friend Tim at Paradigm for, for setting up the next two interviews of the evening one guy all of our BJPen.com radio listeners are pretty familiar with. He's been on the show several times. But this guy coming up after Curtis Blades, Rocky Leon Edwards, British British mixed martial artist. I believe he is, I want to say, 6-2 and two in the UFC on a four-fight win streak. Don't quote me on that. It's probably more than 6-2, and two, maybe 7 or 8-2. and two. But uh, another really promising guy that is coming up through the welterweight division um, he has a showdown set up with Peter Sabata at UFC Fight Night 127. That's going to be the card in London in the O2 Arena. 
uh, the one that it seems Michael Bisping is going to be a part of as well. <clears throat> as I said, he's on a four-fight win streak, believes he's ready for top rank, guys. Uh, we'll discuss the matchup against Sabata a little bit uh, in regards to you know whether that was an opponent that he got excited for when it was offered to him. But from what it sounds like, he's had a lack of opponents that, that, that have made sense for him in recent months. So, uh, you know, coming off of the four fights, looking to get another one, a fifth on March 17th in London, and then eventually get his crack at the top 10 and uh, cement himself amongst the elite in the welterweight division. Uh, first time speaking with Leon. Very cool dude. Definitely has the skills to uh, to be something special. Keep your eyes on him as well. So a couple of up-and-comers, first two guests of the evening, and our final one coming up around 9 p.m. Eastern, of course. Closing out the show, number four ranked light heavyweight in the world, knockout artist, good friend of BJPenn.com, the poster boy Jimmy Manoa. No fights announced for him yet, but he is also really vying, obviously, I mean, it only makes sense to put him on this card, but he'd really like to be a part of that uh, London card in March as well in the O2. Um, we're going to catch up with him, what he's been up to, coming off the loss to Volkan Ozdemir. However, as you'll hear him say, he believes he's one fight away from a title shot, one big performance. Uh, and I would kind of agree with him, you know, being number four, having fought a of the top guys um always a dangerous opponent one shot you know one shot knockout power has carried that throughout we've seen it time and time again his ability to finish guys so yeah i would agree with him i think he's he's one big big win away from getting back into the contender picture and uh, getting his uh, long overdue shot at the strap We'll talk a little bit about John Jones. That whole situation, of course, we're going to get his prediction on DC and Volcon. And you heard him discuss it here first on this show. Well, maybe not first, but at least for the Western world. I'm pretty sure the first conversation he had had with Western media about the David Hay fight was with us. That is still on his agenda. <clears throat> As you guys know, or many of you should know, uh, David Hay had tore his bicep uh, before his fight with uh, Bellew, and that fight was canceled, but or rescheduled maybe? I'd have to look that up. However, it's still on Jimmy's agenda. He wants him to get through that fight. Jimmy would like to take this fight in London in mixed martial arts, maybe challenge for the title, and then fight David Hay. That is still on his agenda for 2018. Uh, we'll discuss a bit about that and uh, where he stands on possibly making the move to boxing, maybe competing simultaneously in both sports, or maybe just moving to boxing. We all know that the payday, hell of a lot better. So, a lot to consider there. If he can make that transition, I have no doubt he can. And, you know, we talk a little bit about, a little bit about promotion as well, and... At the end of the day, that fight sells in England no problem, but there is a lot of promotion to be done 
um, on a worldwide basis. So there you have it, guys. Three guests tonight. Another great lineup, BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, and the voice of you guys, the fans. First, Curtis Blades, Leon Edwards, wrapping things up with the poster boy, Jimmy Manoa. <clears throat> so let's talk about some news. We got some fight announcements. Uh, our good friend, Valentina Shevchenko, she's going to be making her debut uh, against the UFC newcomer in the women's flyweight division. Very cool stuff there. Uh, Mark Hunt versus Curtis Blades, as you heard me talk about. That fight was just announced, unfortunately. Our conversation with Curtis, we don't get to cover this fight being a reality. Uh, and Gano Stipe, that is official for UFC 220. Um, and I'm sure there's, there's a few I'm missing, but for sake of time, let's keep it moving. Lots of fights over the weekend. Boxing, MMA, kickboxing. First, let's start with MMA because this is an MMA show, right? Huge shout-out to fellow Rhode Islander, Andre Sukamata, for getting it done in a big way on short notice. Beautiful knockout. Some people were complaining about the stoppage. I thought it was very good. Big shout-out to the Asian sensation. Awesome win for him. Uh, Very happy for him as well, as was the entirety of the state of Rhode Island. Our tiny-ass little state over here. Smallest one in the union, in the country. But as Andre showed... We've got a ton of heart. Very happy about that. I mean, he showed so much promise in the local circuit over here. Came into the UFC. uh, Had a couple tough fights. Really bad decision. And, uh, you know, he was fighting for his job. Got it done in a really big way. Keeping his job without a doubt. You could see the emotion on his face uh, after the fight. I mean, truly beautiful stuff. And again, very happy for him. Marlon Marias, damn near killed Aljamain Sterling with that kick slash knee slash whatever you want to call it. My God. And even his reaction after the fight, too, you could see that he was uh he was very upset. This is a this is a combat sport, but at the same time you don't want to maliciously see anybody get hurt or maliciously hurt anybody. You don't want to see anybody have like career ending injuries, especially at the hands of yourself. So, very human moment for Marlon Marias there. Give him a ton of props for ton of props for showing that kind of compassion. Um, but big win for Marias, another guy that we hadn't seen really put it together in the UFC so far. Huge win for him, and uh, I'm sure he'll be eager to get back in there soon. Of course, the main event of the evening there in Fresno, Brian Ortega looked amazing with the submission over Cub Swanson. Future star in the making, incredible jiu-jitsu skills. All of all of the rest of his skills in mixed martial arts are coming together nicely. But man, that kid is a wizard when it comes to jiu-jitsu. Um, obviously, Gracie fighter working with uh, Henner Gracie here on Gracie on a daily basis. Of course, you're going to be a nasty submission guy. Cub Swanson now entering free agency after that loss. Um, very interested to see what's going to happen there. Does he go to Bellator? We've seen a lot of guys jump the ship. He seems like a prime candidate for that, especially if he wants to make some more money. But does he want to fight the best in the world in the UFC? Who knows? As always, BJPenn.com will be following that story, uh, so stay tuned on that. In boxing, Lomachenko made Rigo quit in the sixth. 
no moss, looked like the best boxer ever. Realistically. Best one doing it uh, right now, anyway. That's for damn sure. Now there's talk of Lomachenko versus uh, Pacquiao. Freddie Roach is saying that Manny can make the weight. Not sure if that's true, but that would be that big payday fight that uh, Lomachenko deserves at this point. And I would sure as hell want to see how that plays out. You know, Manny, uh, people are saying he's slowing down quite a bit after his past few performances. Uh, Obviously, that's true given his age, but still one of the pound-for-pound greats in boxing. Um, I'd love to see that fight get made. However, Pac-Man has also called out Conor McGregor. Rumors started swirling about that fight. Conor has obviously shown interest in staying in boxing or competing in both. We saw the money he made. Pac-Man obviously looking for another big payday. Dana White, however, said that he'll sue Pacquiao if Manny's team tried to set this up behind Dana's back without consulting him. I doubt that I doubt that is the case, but I'm sure Manny's just putting stuff out in the media to generate some interest, and then we'll see where it goes from here. But definitely a strange world we live in. You've heard me say it a couple times when it comes to this boxing MMA stuff. But again... One of our guests, Jimmy Manoa, we might see him in the squared circle before the end of 2018. The king of kickboxing, Rico Verhoeven, able to KO Jamal Ben Sadiq. Fifth round, really incredible fight. Rico settles the score, retains his title, and his place as the king of kickboxing. Speaking of kickboxing, guys, Bader Hari set to make his return to glory in March. I forget the date, but I'm... I know it's in March. I was under the impression. I, I thought he was, wasn't he like going to jail or something. Whatever happened with that? Gonna have to look into that. But very excited to see him back. If you guys like kickboxing, you probably like Bader Hari. We were talking about McGregor there for a moment. Mystic Mac was also listed as the number two celebrity for the Fandom 250 this year. Uh, the only man ahead of him was The Rock, Dwayne Johnson most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Connor is a powerhouse, guys. Cannot deny it. Max Holloway campaigning for the UFC to come to Hawaii. Very long overdue. Long, long, long overdue that the UFC makes a trip to Hawaii. Uh, I know our own BJ Penn would be very happy about that. Hopefully that happens. And I think Max is the guy, Yancey Medeiros, even BJ on board campaigning as well. I think I think they can get it done. For 2018, maybe, maybe not. But in the next couple of years, I think it's an inevitability uh, that the UFC makes a trip to Hawaii. Gokan Saki gives an update on his surgery. Says he's three weeks out from returning to training. That's very good to hear. I know a lot of us were bummed that he was not going to be on the, on the 219 card. Uh, looking forward to his return. A lot of promise. Of course, incredible kickboxing career already bringing that over into mixed martial arts has had success in his first fight interested to see how he's going to do from here everybody's a fan of of Gokan anybody that knows of Gokan is a fan of Gokan so glad to hear he's healing well and he'll be back back to training in just a few weeks Uh, we'll also talk a bit about him with uh, Jimmy Manoa 
you know, I was under the impression that they trained together. Uh, I'd seen some pictures of them floating around, but that is not the case. They are just friends uh, and have been for many years. Uh, but Jimmy speaks very highly of Gokhan, of course, uh, hopes to train with him in the future. And uh, we'll talk a little, little bit about uh, Gokhan's potential in the sport of mixed martial arts uh, as well with Jimmy. Uh, and some of the strangest news of the week, we'll wrap it up with this. This kid, Keaton Jones, <clears throat> I'm sure you guys have all seen the videos floating around. Kid being bullied. Um, you know, you feel terrible for him when you watch the video. Went viral on the internet and went even more viral in the MMA community. Combat sports as well. I mean, everybody saying, hey, let's bring this kid out to train. Uh, you know, putting out videos of encouragement and, uh, you know, a lot of support from the mixed martial arts community for this kid, Keaton Jones. We do have some of the most compassionate athletes in this sport for sure. And, and, and that was certainly being shown with all the support for this kid. However, Joe Schilling claimed that the kid's mother was just trying to scheme up some money and there were accusations of racism surrounding the mother as well. A uh, lot of crazy stuff was unfolding. Confederate flags, all kinds of nonsense. Now Gerald Harris is saying that it was a fake account that spoke to Schilling and that set up a GoFundMe page that this woman was just asking for money. I guess Schilling had offered to take the kid, Keaton, to a Bellator event. And whether it is the real mother or not, whether it's a fake account or not, that person replied and saying, hey, why don't you just, you know, share the thing, give us some money. Uh, it's going to be a tough Christmas this year. And that's what kind of started everything for Schilling. They went back and forth. She had made a racist comment. Whoever that was, whether it was the mother or not, nonetheless, what a bunch of craziness. Whoever that was, you know, playing on this kid's sadness to try to turn a, turn a dollar. You're a hor horrible, horrible person. So that's it, guys. I'll quit rambling. It's been long enough. For all the breaking news this week, you guys already know where to go, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. There's a ton of stuff I didn't cover, as I never have the time to do it all. Make sure you bookmark us, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Like I said, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+. Set up the alerts, guys. You'll know when we share something, especially the breaking news. You'll see it before everybody else. Everything you crave from the sport you love in mixed martial arts, bjpen.com. We have got you covered, guys. So on that note, let's keep it moving. We'll get into our interviews for the evening. Coming up first, young heavyweight with a ton of potential. Could be fighting for the title in 2018, early 2019. First time joining the show, Curtis Blades. As I said, we had a good conversation. However, he was driving, so bear with us through that. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Coming up next, Curtis Blades. I'm actually headed to practice right now. I'm 
That's interesting, folks. I think that we had a bit of an issue here with uh, one of these audio clips. Tell you what, let's roll with Leon Edwards first. Actually, you know what? Just bear with me a second. I think I'll... I can update the... uh, the correct file. What a bummer. Great job, Ken. We'll just roll forward with Leon Edwards here in just a second. Oh, what the hell I did there. What a great way to <laughs> get ready for the new year on BJPen.com radio, guys. Um, we'll have Curtis up next. Let's roll with... Uh, Leon Edwards now. I know exactly what I did. I had uploaded the wrong file. I take uh, I take s- the files and break them down for sake of transcribing. That's the file that got uploaded. I must have mislabeled it, unfortunately. But nonetheless, we'll roll with Leon Edwards. Up-and-coming future. Walter Wake attender, I have no doubt. Great conversation with him. We'll uh, we'll jump into that one. I'll get Curtis uploaded correctly. We'll do that one next, followed by Jimmy Manoa. Always something. BJPenn.com Radio coming up next. Rocky Leon Edwards. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show yet another surging welterweight in the UFC, Rocky Leon Edwards. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us tonight, Leon. How is life in England today? Um, it's cold, snowy. <laughs> Um, it's good. I love the weather over here, so. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I'm from uh, New England, so just started snowing out here. I'm not looking forward to shoveling. That is for damn sure. <laughs> it's like minus two over here, so it's crazy. <laughs> so, listen, I got to give big thanks to Tim from Paradigm for setting up this interview. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you signed with Paradigm in the beginning of the month. Is that correct? And if so, what's it been like being represented by arguably the best management team in mixed martial arts right now? Oh uh, yes, I signed with Tim. I think it was last last week or two weeks ago, and it feels good. It feels good. Um, like I said, some of the best. I got recommended by Jimmy Manoa, and um, yeah, uh, so far so good. Very cool stuff, and, and just another step in the right direction for your career in MMA. Uh, so let's talk about what's next for you, man. You must be very excited to throw down in the O2 Arena on March 17th. Uh, this will be your second fight, second time fighting there. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, I love fighting at home. Um, I think London is like an hour away from, from from where I live, so it's perfect for me. Um, I just go drive from my car, drive to London, and uh, on a fight, so it's, it's perfect. Now, it seems like you fought uh, the majority of your time in the UFC so far. It's, it's been in Europe. Uh, that must be very convenient for you in regards to travel, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, ever, ever I fought in Europe, it's even like two, three hours away from, from, from my house. So it's traveling-wise, expensive-wise, it's perfect for me. Now, we all know that the English are diehard... And, 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 uh, and, and I've, never, I've never lost in Europe. <laughs> right, so that that's always a plus as well. Um, now, we all know that the English are diehard supporters of their athletes. Uh, tell us a little bit about the energy from the fans and how that translate in, translates into your performance. Um, I, I, 
love the UK fans. They they show a lot of um, support. They support the guys. They come out in the, in, in drones. So especially in my, in my hometown, um, the, the fans are crazy here. So it's, it's all good. I love to bring back to the USA to Birmingham, where, where I'm from, and yeah, the fans the fans are amazing. Now you're slated to face Germany's Peter Sabata. He's coming off the finish over uh, Ben Saunders back in May. Give us your thoughts on the fight and how both you guys match up uh, skill for skill stylistically. Um, I think um, Sabata's a tough opponent, but I feel like I'm, le- I'm level above him. Um, I-, I feel like I'll-, I'll go out there and put him away. So uh, I-, I feel like I deserve a top 10 guy. Um, not looking, looking, looking past um, Sabata, but I-, I feel I'm level above him. Yeah, you know, that was going to be my next question. You know, seeing that you're on a four-fight win streak right now, you know, are you happy with this fight, or were you looking for a ranked opponent? Uh, I'm calling out top 10 guys, um, top 15 guys for a while now, so I, I, I was a bit disappointed with the fight, but like I said, I'm not looking past him. He's, he's, a, he's a tough fight, but I, I feel like I'll go out there and, um, and, I, and I'll put him away. I, I've been calling for that Donald Cerrone fight for a while now. I, I didn't get it, so... Now I'm going to go out there, prove my point again, and then hopefully my next fight will be top 10 guy. Absolutely. I mean, just the guys you've beaten, Barbarina, uh, Vicente Luque, Tumanov, I mean, those are all very tough guys with a ton of potential as well. I mean, after a, after a big win over Sabata, it's going to be really hard to deny you a ranked guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, when, when, when I beat Tumanov, he was, he was ranked number 12 in the world when I beat him. Um, then someday it seems it's just as... I, I mean, went, went forward, so, like I said, after I go out there and put, and put Sabato away, uh, I should get a rank, guys. I would agree with you, and, you know, I have no doubt that with the guys at Paradigm, you'll be getting bigger and bigger fights moving forward, uh, but speaking of rankings, man, there's a lot of important fights coming up for the division as well. Uh, this weekend, we've got Robbie Lawler fighting RDA. How do you see that one playing out? Probably go for Robbie. I think RD is a little bit small for the weight class. So I probably go Robbie to over overpower him and probably probably get a victory that way. Now, should either of those guys get the next title shot, in your opinion? Uh, could be. You could you could you could argue the point, but uh, I, don't, I don't care about another one. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, could, you could argue the point. Right. right. <laughs> Right, we've also got Mike Perry, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, that that's another great fight. Uh, who who would you lean in that one? Um, I go Santanidia. I think Mike Perry. You know, all the chance he's got is is to have a scrap. Um, technical fight, and I don't think um Perry can a technical fight. So, uh, yeah, I probably go Santanidia. Now, when when you look at all these guys in the upper echelon of the division, I mean, how confident are you that that you not only belong up there with them, but but that you can beat these guys as well? Very confident. I I, I can go in there and beat these guys today. Like I, I've proven that I can beat top guys, and all they take an opportunity, just get the right fight, and just go in there and prove my point. I, I go in there and, and I dominate these guys. Absolutely. Now, uh, you know, considering that, unfortunately, you haven't got that ranked opponent yet, hopefully that that, that is in the near future. Um, I mean, is there a specific matchup or a 
you know, I know you mentioned uh, Cerrone there, but uh, aside from him, I believe he's moving back down to lightweight. Uh, is there a specific matchup that, you know, really motivates you, Something a fight that you would really love to get moving forward? Um, I also want someone, someone a, ranked, a ranked opponent, someone in the top ten that I can go out there and improve my point to. Um, I really look at much, much names, really. Just someone that can go out there, top, ranked in the top ten, can go, go out there and put away. So it's not it's not so much about the guy; it's more about the ranking and just propelling yourself up the division and eventually getting yeah, that title get, shot. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. The main aim is to get is get a world title. So all the guy I'm looking at right now is Tom Woodley. He you got the belt. Everyone else is just a stepping stone to get where get where I want to get to. So the ranking also matters to me right now. I'm getting the belt. And it seems like rankings kind of, depending on what the company wants to do, it'd be nice if they followed them strictly, but unfortunately that that is not always the case. Uh, you know, with Woodley saying that he's debating surgery at this point, uh, GSP looking like, like he's going to move back down to 170 as well, uh, it seems like, you know, for the time being, chances are that the belt's going to be tied up for a bit. What do you make of the whole GSP situation, and how do you think he'd do in a fight against Woodley? Um, I think that G- that that GSP Bisping fight was a was a was a money grab. Um, I think he came in for came in just to he think he think Bisping was easy for like he came and take it, and now he vacated about. Um, as far as Woodley go, I think that'd be a good fight. I think I think Woodley be into be fair, so uh, that'd be a good fight. I think I think Woodley Woodley would um be in. Now, you know, I think at this point, anybody that can put together a few solid wins, you could really emerge as a contender for the next year. You know, would you agree that after beating Sabata, maybe one or two more big fights, you'd be right up there in title contention? That's that's the plan. Um, go out there, put put Sabata, Sabata away, and then, like you said, one or two fights, so I should be knocking on the door for the title shot. So, yeah, all good. So, again, I know you don't want to mat- uh, mention any names, but, you know, without looking past Peter, um Maybe there's no matchup in particular that interests you other than a uh, top-ranked guy, but uh, I'm sure you'd love a rematch with Kamara Usman if the stars would align for that fight. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that, that fight needs needs to get run, run again. Um, like I said, uh, I need to fight these guys. I need, I, need, I need to give them a rematch, you know what I mean? I, I think I went to that fight the wrong mindset, and you got, fair play, you got the victory. You hold um, my leg, so <laughs> this is what it is. I'll, I'll get it when, when the time is right. Yeah, they say styles make fights, and uh, unfortunately uh, for a lot of guys, I mean, the, the riding wrestler style is, is uh, you know, not only uh, not a very fun thing for the fans, but especially if you're on the losing end of that, very frustrating as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about the team that you're working with, uh, you know, to prepare for guys like that and, you know, your overall evolution as a martial artist. Um, well, I train, I train uh, in Birmingham. Um, I'm a team I've been from day. I was a train AKA, so um, for for my grappling goals, I think I've, I've proven that I've, I've improved leaps and bounds since my last my last loss. Um, so, but my team I I strong. Um, I prepare better when I when, when I'm at home in the UK, and my team my team is good, strong team. Now you work uh, you work with uh, Jimmy on the day to day or? Um, no. Jim, Jim, Jimmy's based in um in London. I'm based in Birmingham. You guys don't get a chance to train together, uh, maybe from time to time, or we, 
we're, we're trying to get over four, but we, we, we're totally different part of England, so right. it's very hard for me to get up there every, every time to train with him. True, true, true. Uh, so listen, man, you've been more than generous with your time. I just have a couple more questions here for you. Uh, assuming that you come out of the fight in March healthy, how many times would you like to compete in 2018? I'd like to compete about three to four times next year. Um, this year I fought, I fought twice. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd like to be busy next year. I'm, I'm 26 now, coming into the prime. I'll be 27 next year. So yeah, I think three to four times. Um, should be good next year. Now the, the, the gap in time between this fight and your last fight I mean, was this just kind of waiting for the London card, or was there an injury, or was there just lack of opponents that made sense? Um, it's just lack of opponents that make sense, and I, and I, and I've gone through the management, um, changing the management with paradigms and stuff. So, um, just all, all that adding up together, just weren't in the right time to take a fight and go through all this. Right, and I mean that speaks volumes to your potential signing again with probably the best uh, management team in mixed martial arts. I have no doubt that they will uh, be able to do some great things with you in your career. You have a ton of potential as well. Um, so give us your official prediction for the fight with Sabata, and how do you visualize this fight playing out? Um, I think he'll try to come out and try to grapple me. I think, and I feel uh, um, I'd like to finish him in the second round. I think i put him more in the second round. Um, but knock, knock out TKO. All right, my man. We're certainly looking forward to it. In conclusion, for all the UK fans and the fans worldwide, where can everybody get in touch with you to show some show some support and let everybody know why you're the guy to keep our eyes on in 2018? Um, you can get in touch with me on Instagram, um, on Twitter, at Leon Edwards, at Leon underscore Edwards MMA, um, for all social media. And I'm, I'm the next guy. Like, I've trained these guys, and, and I know I can put these guys away, so... 2018, I got there and I proved my point and I, 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 I'm on the division. So, yeah, all good. All right, my man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, greatly appreciate the time tonight. Uh, looking forward to the fight and, uh, you know, hopefully we can catch up again soon. Any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? I want to say to the team, um, UTC, uh, to a new management team, um, Tim Hardy from Paradigm. And, yeah, that's about it. That's about uh. it. All right, my man. Greatly appreciated. You have a happy holiday, and uh, we're looking forward to the to the fight in March, my man. Perfect. Thank you. Same. Have a good holiday. All right. You too, bud. My goodness, Penn Nation. My apologies for that. So what I guess what I get for mislabeling a file, but it has been rectified. I've got the right file on for Curtis Blades. Won't waste any more time. We'll jump right into that interview. I tweeted out that 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 he was on live, and of course, big screw up on my part. So my apologies for going out of order with Leon. Great conversation with him. Definitely keep your eye on him uh, going forward in 2018. Ton of potential. Uh, like like we talked about, four-fight win streak. And he's another guy, just like Curtis, one or two wins away from uh, from really being a breakthrough star uh, for the next calendar year. Um, very good skills. The fight with Peter Sabata should be a good one. And, of course, with that hometown crowd behind him, uh, you know for sure that Leon will be uh, looking to put on a great performance 
on March 17th, UFC Fight Night 127. So, coming up next, BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, Curtis Blades. Again, my apologies for the mix-up there. We have rectified the situation. Hope you guys enjoy uh, the chat that we had with Curtis. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Penn Nation, please welcome to the show one of the most promising up-and-comers in the UFC's heavyweight division, Curtis Razorblades. What's up, Curtis? Where are you calling us from today? I'm um, actually headed to practice right now. I'm on the highway. Oh, that's always fun. I hope you're using a Bluetooth device. Oh, I'm not. That's real speaker. Okay. <laughs> I'm just playing anyway, man. So Christmas is right around the corner. Are you taking any time off from training for the holidays? What have you got planned? Um, I don't plan on going home for Christmas. I'll be here in uh, uh, Denver. But uh, for New Year's Eve, I'm going to my buddy uh, Neil Magny's fight. He's going he's going to be fighting in uh, Vegas at two nine two nineteen against Condit's. Um, me and a bunch of guys are going to go watch him. Cool, man. Yeah, Neil Magny, Carlos Condit. That's a very big fight for the welterweight division. And uh, what better way to celebrate the new year than, than than watching the UFC fight, right? Right. So, listen, man, you're coming off the win over uh, Alexi Olenek at uh, UFC 217. There was a bit of controversy with the finish, but but I think at the end of the day you were exonerated of, of any wrongdoing. Recap what was going through your head when it was all playing out. Um, I was, um, attempting to throw the kick in my head. I was thinking he was going to pop up and I was going to be able to catch him with a highlight TKO, but it didn't exactly, uh, happen the way I imagined it. So, and then once the referee, when he, when he, he paused the fight, I, um, Automatically, I began to think worst worst case scenario. I was I was gonna get disqualified and kind of went into panic mode a little bit. Well, luckily, luckily that was not the case. But uh, yeah, I agree, man. I think in the heat of the moment there was a lot of controversy. But once everybody saw the replay, uh, like I said, I think you were exonerated of any wrongdoing and. You know, quite frankly, you were doing a hell of a job up until that point anyway, so. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah I wish I wish I hadn't had the, uh, the controversy, like you said, but um, I'm just happy with the W. I'm happy there was replay available. I'm happy they used it correctly. I'm happy they got the call right. Yeah, a win's a win in this game, man, that's for sure. Uh, but it's got to be a, it's got to be pretty cool to be a part of UFC 217 and being able to fight in Madison Square Garden. What was that experience like for you? That was, um, it was a little, it was a little bit surreal because it still hadn't hit me until like Uh, 
Incredible fight card, uh, lots of amazing moments, and without a doubt, one of the best of the year. And like you said, I mean, maybe you didn't get a chance to, to soak it all in until after the fact, but it seems like everybody I talk to that has the opportunity to fight in Madison Square Garden, uh, it's a very, very big deal for them. And you know, especially with mixed martial arts, that is used to be anyway the, the mecca of combat sports. So very special stuff, and uh, definitely a really cool opportunity for you, as you said there, but. Uh, so now you're 8-1 in MMA, finished damn near all of your opponents, and a lot of people are saying that you could be the next real big threat of, of the division. You're only 26, you're ranked number 9 in the world. Tell us a little bit about your evolution as a martial artist and, and your journey through the sport so far. I mean, uh, I think my evolution is it's a standard one with um, a lot of wrestlers. I, I come from a wrestling-heavy background. I wrestled high school and college and uh I was my first like I was the game where they got me into MMA and it it took me up until just like four or five months ago on my hands to really begin to develop and blossom the way the way I had originally uh envisioned my hands growing took a while for the striking because I to be honest I didn't have I didn't fighting classes, I didn't commit to having a one on one coach or anything. So I moved out here to Denver and I made the decision to I just really commit to striking going to Dwayne and then me being able to link up with my, my striking coach being Lopez. That was probably the my move to Denver after my loss to Ghana was probably the biggest um, evolution I could aid as a fighter. That's what that's what brought me around the right type of people, and I think it's going to help me excel in my career. I've like been here around, like I said, Neil Magny and Matt Brown and TJ and all those other guys. Just being around guys that that have the name, have the prestige, and they use you know, how hard they work. Like Neil Magny, like, I'm not I'm not trying to gas him up or nothing, but he is he is hands down the hardest, hardest working guy I've ever seen in any sport, any school, any level. He he works out all day, every day. He's always thinking about how to get better. And that just like being around that type of that mindset, it kinda it's it's like uh, infectious, you know, and I find myself thinking about eating better and maybe going to get a run here and there, just doing a little extra stuff here and there just to be better every day. And I just, I feel like my move to Denver has been like 
that's the biggest the biggest reason why the I've grown and improved as a fighter the way I have. For sure, man. Not only does Arpen, uh, iron sharpen iron, but at the same time, you know, just seeing other guys, how hard they work, that's only going to motivate you to get that extra run in or not eat that food that you might have eaten. Uh, definitely all makes sense to me. And, and as you talked about there, being surrounded by all those top-level guys, really seeing what it takes to, to be in the upper echelons of this game, um, Definitely, definitely good stuff. But, you know, you mentioned Dwayne there. That was something I wanted to get to in a minute. Um, oh, screw it. We'll get to it right now. I know you're with Elevation Fight Team, working with Dwayne Ludwig. Have you been working with him throughout since you got to Denver, or was that just kind of a one-time deal, or are you at his gym often? Uh, I go to his gym two or three times a week uh, for his uh, pro, pro striking class, and uh I mean, I love going to class. I wish I could go a lot, lot, lot more. It's just between all my training sessions, it's just there isn't enough time in the day, you know, to go as, as often as I would like. But uh, I, I started going to Dwayne's last November. So it's been almost a, it's been about a year since I started going to Dwayne's. Well, it's certainly shown in your performances. Uh, Dwayne's a very good friend of the show. I've uh, I've had the pleasure of working with Dwayne for many, many years now. Uh, one of the best minds in the business, absolutely obsessive when it comes to martial arts. Uh, I mean, is he, when you work with him, I mean, obviously it's it's uh, doing great things for your stand-up game, but he seems to kind of uh, take each fighter and, and, and try to be specific to what their strengths are and work from there. Would that sound accurate to you? Yeah, uh, he he's not going to ever force force his his style or his uh movement on either he wants you to try his style and then find like take take what works best for you because I'm not I'm not TJ Dillashaw so I'm not going to be able to do everything TJ does as much as I would, would love to I have to I have to be smart enough and self self aware enough to be able to pick and choose which combos and which movements are realistic that can really help me in the, the cage. For sure, for sure. What's your favorite drill that he does? I see him posting stuff all the time online. It looks like very cool combos and, and drills that he has you guys doing. What's what's your favorite drill when you work with Dwayne? I mean, I think my favorite one is probably the boss. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, <laughs> I like the the motion. I like the hooks, and uh, it gets it gets my shoulders and my my hips pretty open. I like doing that drill. Yeah, and I think Dwayne is one of the obviously coming from that lineage of Boss Rutan. Uh, Dwayne is one of the guys that really focuses on the body shots. We see that more and more in mixed martial arts now. But there was a long time that that guys were just not utilizing the body shots the way they the way they should. Yeah, um, I agree. I think body shots are, are actually be a part of everyone's game. Why not? It can't hurt, you know, breaking the body down before going after the head. Um, I haven't been able to really put like order my fights yet, but I I do a lot of drills with body hooks and uh, uh body kicks and whatnot. I just haven't been able to put it together yet. Uh, the cage. Hopefully, 
my next uh my next fight I can uh, put it together. For sure, for sure. Hopefully your next fight we get to see uh maybe a liver shot knockout or something like that. That'd be awesome. But uh um, <laughs> now I I know you keep a close eye on the division. Um any of these guys could be future opponents for you, but what did you think of Francis Ngannou finishing Alistair Overeem? I mean, I uh, I was a little surprised. I wasn't surprised by Ngannou. He did exactly what I I all he he, he should have done was just stand there and chuck him, and it worked. I'm I'm surprised that Alistair was so quick to engage in that uh, type of action. I feel like him being a veteran and him him knowing that he he, he doesn't have the best jaw in a division anymore. I I was a bit surprised at how eager he was to exchange. I would agree with you. I think I was expecting him to move around a lot more, pick his shots. I mean, Boss Rutten has even talked about this when it comes to when it comes to Alistair. You even saw it in K1. He would maybe throw one or two shots. He wasn't throwing a lot of combos because that left him open, and he would get caught, and that's kind of what we saw against Ngannou. Um, do you think Francis will be able to beat Stipe? Who are you picking in that one? I think if Stipe fights like Overeem, yeah, but I think Stipe is a lot smarter. Not, I wouldn't say smarter, but I think he's he, he respects Ngannou's power, and I don't think he'll be as quick or eager to jump into a firefight with him. I think he'll be smart, uh, pick, him, pick his shot on the outside, utilize inside leg kicks to, like, just just get him thinking about everything so that he can't just focus on defending the, the one big uh, big punch. I think I think Stipe, if he can drag him into the second round, second third round, I think he ends it. But if Ngannou does win, it'll for sure be in the uh, first round. Yeah, that seems to be the the big mystery is is can Ngannou perform in the later rounds and will he get will he get tired, especially in a five round fight? I mean, if he's dragged to the dragged into the fourth or fifth, chances are he's going to drown it. But we don't know that for sure, but I, I guess that's what uh, everybody is assuming, that if you got him into those later rounds, uh, you would be able to, to drag him drag him into the deep water and drown him. But uh, what's next for you, man? I hear that you're dying to get a fight lined up. Any updates on that? Um, as of right now, no. Uh, we're still just waiting to see how the heavyweight uh, landscape takes out right now. A lot of guys are... They're already uh, they're matched up already, so I just I'm kind of in a weird position right now where I can just I can choose to grab a guy who's behind me in the ranking and get a fight, or I can just wait wait and see what happens and just continue to get better every day. I'm still deciding on which which avenue I want to take in regards to. Having a fight. Well, that's definitely a lot to a lot to consider. Obviously, you want to stay active, but at the same time, you want to move forward. You're number nine in the world. It would only make sense to fight somebody above you, or maybe a big name for that matter. But 
what makes the most sense for you? I know that you were polling the fans to to potentially fight Derek, Luda, Derek Lewis. Uh, who else would be on your radar at this point? I mean, I wanted, I would have been all right with Lewis, Tagora, Volkov, uh, uh, those were the first three guys I was looking at. They're all ranked directly above me. So after that, uh, I really, I don't know. I guess everybody in the top five, there's a pro and there's a con for why I should fight them or why I shouldn't. I had to from Mark Hunt to to Alistair to Kane. I mean, they're all they're all legends, pretty much. So I guess out of those top five, I would be all right with any one of them because they're all they would all be a really t- tough but good idea. I'm, I'm not really picky, I guess. Well, that's totally understandable, and I, I kind of know what you're getting at here. It's like you're a big risk for any of these guys, so do they want to give that young up-and-comer the opportunity, or do they want to avoid that and, and take a different fight? But at the same time, you know, I think out of all of those guys, it seems like Alistair is uh, pretty willing to, to, to fight anybody, give give somebody uh, coming up the ranks an opportunity. I'm sure Mark Hunt would as well, but, uh, you know, you mentioned Ty Burra there. You know, being that you're a ranked guy, it only makes sense to me that, you know, a bigger name should should be the next one for you. Um, you know, if you could choose somebody, handpick somebody, who would it be? Honestly, it would have been, would have been Derek Lewis. Right. He's an entertaining fellow, huh? You said what? I said he's an entertaining guy, huh? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a name, and... He's got heavy hands, you know, and he's he's a stand-up guy. I wanna I, I wanted to prove myself against a veteran's stand-up guy. That's why I was thinking him or Okov or Tybora, but since they're all booked up, like I said, uh, I'm just I'm just playing the waiting games. Yeah, and a wise decision, in my opinion. You know, I'm sure you'd agree with this, but but I feel like you're one fight away from becoming a pretty popular name with the MMA fans. Uh, you just need that that big name dance partner, right? I think so. I think I'm I'm just one fight away. Like I said, I fight Derek Lewis. I, he's he's a name. I fight that would have been a, a coming out fight for me. I think. Now, what's the time frame for you at this point? Is there any particular card that you like to be a part of, or is it just the waiting game for the right opponent? It's just a waiting game for the right opponent. I don't really care that much about the, the venue, to be honest, because um, the octagon is, is always the same to me. Once you get in there, it doesn't matter if you're in Mexico or, or Sweden. Right. So, age. Yeah, it's still the eight-sided cage no matter where you're at, right? Exactly. So are you the kind of guy that that stays in shape enough to out of fight camp to to take a last-minute replacement fight? And the reason I ask is, is would the Boston card maybe be too early for you? Is that something you'd be interested in? Uh, No, I would not be interested in that. Uh, I'm I'm not really a fan of of short camps or, or... 
let you know this, Ice. Uh, I won't, I won't blame my my loss to Yano on on anything besides he was a better man that day. But I do feel I would have been better prepared had I had a a full six to eight week camp as opposed to the three weeks I was given. Right, right, absolutely, especially in this division. Preparing for all these heavy hitters, you you really do need the time uh, to not only game plan, but get yourself in the kind of shape to to go in there and go to war. But uh, when you look ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean I was just I was just agreeing. Uh, it it takes a lot to prepare. I I mean for me, I'm not like everyone's not the same. You got the Cerrones and the Neil Magnes who are ready to jump in whenever, and then you got other guys like me who we enjoy uh, a camp. No. Right. And not to mention your heavyweights. I mean, you guys you guys walk around as big old boys. It's not like you can just uh, go for a run, do some cardio, and, and you're in fight shape. I mean, it takes a little bit more time to, to get ready for something like that. Um, but looking forward to, to 2018 here, how many times would you like to fight in an ideal situation? About three. So same as this year, three fights? Yeah. That's good. I would agree with that. That's definitely solid for a heavyweight. I, I'm not a, a very greedy guy. I'm not really trying to like, like, make history or anything. I'm just, I want to do my best with every fight, and I feel like that that requires a certain amount of time in between camps uh, in order to break down film and. The whole it's, it's not just identifying a weakness. You actually have to put the time and the effort into to build that weakness. And that's a lot of time. You know, you, you talk about that. that that's something I should have asked about Dwayne. You know, he is an, an animal when it comes to analyzing tape and studying opponents. Have you felt that kind of benefit working with him? I mean, when, when you're getting ready for a guy, is he helping you with the game plan stuff? Uh. Well, no, to be honest, um, as you know, he's he's TJ's main coach, so yeah. he really he's focuses on TJ when it comes to like fighter specific things like that. But in the in the normal class setting, he's awesome. He he's always helping. He's always got a helpful hand or a helpful tip to make my balance better on my my combo a little bit faster, smoother. He's, like you said, he's a guru with the combos and the fighting, just the IQ. He's a, he's a, a better mind to have. And it's, it's just, it's a, a big help to have access to his uh, wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. I would, I would agree with you 100%. Well, like I said, man, I really think that you're only one big performance away from being a real breakthrough star. Uh, all that considered, do you think we could see you competing for the title in 2018, or do you think that's maybe too soon? Uh, no, I think it's entirely possible. But I think a, a few things will have to all the play. I won't, I won't go into great detail with that, but yeah, that's an off chance I could be fighting for the belt by later on, uh, 2018. All right, cool, man. So, listen, you've been more than generous with your time. I just got a couple more questions here for you. Uh, realistically, talking with your team and your management, 
How soon could we expect to hear an announcement for your next fight? Realistically, uh, probably, probably late March, early April. Realistically. Okay. Now, are you are you said that you're willing to wait, but like, you know, are you willing to wait past that point for maybe a guy like Hunt or Overeem? Uh, right now, um, no, I don't feel I should have to wait that long, but. Who knows? I asked me that again in two months, and I might have a Right, and uh, and at the same time, you got to take the opportunities as they come, but uh, you'd obviously rather stay active. So, all right, man. Well, look, listen, in conclusion, tell all the fans out there how they can stay in touch with you and why everybody needs to take notice that, that you're coming for that belt in 2018, maybe 2019, and that you truly are one of the big up-and-comers in the heavyweight division right now. Okay, uh, well, anyone that's interested, if you want to reach me on social media, my Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter handle is uh, RazorBlades265. RazorBlades, B-L-A-Y-D-E-S, 265. That's Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, the reason I feel like I'm, I'm very close to the belt is I've been I've been down here in Denver grinding and just being in Denver that's that's the biggest reason why I feel like I'm gonna be able to, to make a run at the belt. Like training up in the high altitude, it makes a big difference. It pays off. And I think if I'm the best conditioned heavyweight, I may not have to have the best hands or the best jujitsu, but with the tools I do have in my conditioning, I feel like I can be uh tough uh, matchup for anyone in the top five. For sure, man. You make a great point there. You make a you make a very great point there about uh, you know being a being a well conditioned heavyweight. I don't think there's anybody training in 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 that high altitude in Denver that that is a, a notable heavyweight in the UFC. But uh, again, man, looking forward to all the future has in store for you. I, I truly do believe that that you could be a breakout star. Uh, in 2018, and you definitely have all the potential in the world uh, to be challenging for that title. So uh, it's been awesome to see so far, and I certainly look forward to more success from you. Uh, been an absolute awesome conversation. We greatly appreciate the time, and hopefully we can uh, catch up again soon in the near future. Any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Um, I guess I'd like to give a shout-out to my sponsor, Iowa Bison Meat. Uh, they always hook it up on my camp for a couple pounds of lean, fresh bison meat. That really helps me in my, my camps, powering me through. And i like to give a shout-out to my sponsor, uh, Earsplint. They, they sponsored me with um, this really cool, it's like a little gadget where you freeze uh, a, a mold of your ear before you injure it, so in case you injure it, you get to use the mold to drain your ear, and the mold will hold your ear in place so that you don't have to drain it like a bunch of times. Like usually, when you drain your ear, you get your refills as you go to sleep. But once you drain it with this, uh, with the mold, you put the mold in place, and it it doesn't allow it to re refill up with uh, pus and stuff. So those are my two sponsors. Uh, very, very 
Oh, cool, man. Those both sound, you know, not only is bison meat a, a big deal, it seems, these days, but that's a pretty interesting invention there. That sounds pretty cool with the earpiece there. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I'm a wrestler, so it might only be for wrestlers out there. I don't know if it's, if it's for strikers. Right, right. Well, listen, again, Curtis, greatly appreciate it, man. Looking forward to the next time, and uh, you have a wonderful training session tonight, bro. Thank you. I have a good day, too. There you have it, Penn Nation, Curtis Blades, number nine ranked heavyweight, has a fight with Mark Hunt, which was announced after our conversation, unfortunately. Would have loved to have uh, gotten his take on the matchup. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, that fight is going to be in Australia. Uh, You heard him say it there, he doesn't really care where the fight is. But it's got to be pretty cool to travel to Australia nonetheless. Um, Madison Square Garden to across the world other side of the world rather very cool stuff for him career is certainly taking off at this point and the future is bright for Curtis Razorblade definitely keep your eye on him folks training with Dwayne Ludwig on the regular elevation fight team have no doubt that uh, he's probably going to do some some serious damage in the, in the heavyweight division, uh, assuming that everything stays together for him. The stars align. Big task in front of him with Mark Hunt, the Super Samoan, one of the best strikers in the game, one of the best chins in the game, left hook of death. You know, all-around great striker, of course. K1 kickboxing Grand Prix champion. But Curtis is a big, imposing dude. Great wrestling, and the striking is evolving, as we discussed in depth there. So again, guys, my apologies about the about the mix-up in the beginning. Um, conversation with Leon was great, but that was not my intention to run that first. Uh, I'll avoid that for next week. I, <laughs> like I said, I w- what I did was I labeled the same two. I la- labeled two different clips the same thing, and I picked the wrong one when I uploaded it before the show started uh, a couple hours before. And stupidly, I didn't think to check. So uh, again, my bad, y'all. All right, coming up next, we're gonna wrap up this show with the number four ranked light heavyweight in the world, a knockout artist, an outspoken gentleman. Good friend of the show. We've had him on several times. Great guy. Always an awesome convo with him. The poster boy, Jimmy Manoa. Doesn't have a fight yet for March of 2018 in London. Will be on that card. Or says he will be on that card. It would be crazy for the UFC not to put him on that card. So we can just assume that he will be involved on March 17th uh, in the O2 Arena in London. We'll discuss uh, who he's got in mind. He thinks that there's a fight this weekend that will determine his next opponent between Glover Teixeira and uh, Misha Serkinov. So, again, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss the John Jones situation, Volkan versus DC, uh, how he plans to jump back from the Volkan loss, the potential to fight David Hay in 2018, 
all-around great conversation. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. This is BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Coming up next, the poster boy himself, Jimmy Manoa. Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show the devastating knockout artist from the light heavyweight division, the poster boy himself, Jimmy Manoa. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us, as always, Jimmy. What's life, uh, how are things going in the life of the poster boy right now? How you doing, guys? I'm, um, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just uh, relaxing at the moment, taking some time off with uh, the, the children and enjoying December. Getting ready for the holidays, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been two of, my, two of my girls' birthdays and my missus' birthday last month and this month. And then you know, Christmas is coming, so I'm just uh, spending time with dogs. Wow, so you got to do double time on the birthday presents, and, and not only that, but the Christmas presents as well. Well, since, <laughs> since September, I've had to do like quadruple time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good thing you're a prize fighter, right? The end of the year is always a killer for me. <laughs> I have no doubt. Um, so, listen, man, we're, we're very excited. I, I have no doubt that you will be featured on this card in London coming up in March. Any updates on an opponent at all at this point? Um, no, no, we're not, no, there's no opponents at the minute because um, there's no one worth fighting. No one, and the only person worth fighting for me, I think, is Glover. Or Serkinov, the two of them are fighting this weekend. So I'm looking forward to watching that fight and seeing everyone, how everyone performs, how, how everyone looks. And then um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably want the winner out of that fight this weekend yeah that certainly makes sense uh for the division i know you had been kind of campaigning for the fight with glover but uh again the you know potentially a fight with serkinov who are you picking for that one do you know i think i haven't seen too much of serkinov you know i know he's a grappler but i haven't seen too much of him he's a, he's a southpaw he's a southpaw and uh I haven't seen too much of his strike. I know, I know, he's got, uh, everyone talks about his grappling skills or whatever. So, um, but Glover um, uh, has very good wrestling and grappling as well. So uh, that could nullify um, certain of grappling. So um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. How it and uh, I know Glover um, is a, a good striker as well. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, when you look at both guys stylistically, uh, you know, I feel like for, for the fans at least, Glover would probably be the more exciting matchup and the, the matchup that might uh, play into your skill set a little bit more. But, I mean, do you have a preference in, uh, for either guy or, you know, which one you'd like to compete against? No, no, no. As always, no. no. To me, everyone just bodies. Nah, everyone's got a different set of skills and you've got to be able to, to, to be good at those. So at this point, it's it's let this all play out. Uh, hopefully, these guys come out of the fight, whoever the winner is, uh, without any injuries, and then that's the fight that you think will be made for the London card. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, I was, I was, I was, I was texting Dana yesterday, and that's so I'm waiting for him to get back to me. We'll have to see how things play out. I couldn't even get the winner now or the loser of the Volcan and, uh, and DC fight in January. You know, if, if one of them has a quick turnaround, that could uh, be think because I could get my I could get a rematch against uh, Volcan in London, or 
things could play out where where um, I'll get to fight at DC. So we'll have to see how things play out, you know. Well, it seems like at this point, man, you got a lot of options on the table, which is always a good thing. Um, you know, co- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a few. I've got, I've got, I've got a few good options. So coming off the loss to Volcan, you know, I know that kind of threw a wrench into your plans for the time being. But you know, I have no doubt that I have no doubt you'll be back in the win column, hunting for that title again soon. You know, that being said, walk us through that fight with Volcan. <clears throat> it's simple. It was simple. I got caught. I got caught in the clinch, and he capitalized. Uh, and that was it, really. You know, it happened. The fight, I got on it, and uh, spent spent too long too long in the clinch doing nothing, and and he, he capitalized on it. Now, is his power really that crazy, or or was it more of just a clean strike landing? Pardon? I, I'm wondering, is his power really that crazy, or was this just more of a clean strike landing, you know, in the clinch position? It was a clean, listen, it was a clean shot. When you're powerful, like heavyweight, yeah, it doesn't take that much and everything. The, 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 uh, the UFC drugs, anyone can get up to. So if you're hitting someone with them UFC clean and you're not knocking them out, there's something wrong with your, with your power, you know? <laughs> right, so right. Anyone, anyone, anyone can get knocked out with them gloves, even with a jab. Look at my look, um, my fight in London with uh, Corey Anderson. I jabbed him and he dropped to one knee, and that's so I knocked people out with jabs and that, you know. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of everybody says that heavyweight, it's one shot. You know, one shot can lead to the kill, but it's very much the same instance at light heavyweight as well. With them, with them UFC gloves, I, I can break bones. I can break your ribs easily with them, and that you know, you, you can break bones with them. So. So, keeping on Vulcan here for a moment, how do you think he's going to do against DC? Um, like I said, we'll um, take his one clean shot. In there, you know, for me anyways. And, and Volkan, Volkan's a powerful dude as well. He's a K-1 striker. He knows how to strike as well. So, all it takes is one clean shot. Uh, How are you doing against DC? DC's a tough guy. He's a great champion, and that. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I think DC should, should should take the victory. But you know, Volkan's been uh, continued to surprise people and everything. So he, he, you know, he, he's a dangerous guy. Well, I think if he's uh, if he's able to beat uh, Cormier in Boston, you know, what a better way to but what a better way for you to to capture the belt and avenge the loss at the same time. I mean, assuming you can get another big yeah, fight. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I know before he was campaigning to fight Alex as well. So Alex would be first in line for that. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll fight DC after. That would be another great another great matchup for you. Exactly. We've got me and DC got history. And then it'd be great to settle it in London on my own turf. Every time I've seen it, it's been on his turf. It's a shame how London gets down. Well, again, like you said, assuming that, that the guys, either one of these guys come out uninjured, uh, there's definitely enough time to, to jump right back into a camp if they're willing uh, to get that fight in March, that is for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm, one, I'm one fight away from from the, from the title, not the way I see it. I'm number four, I'm number four in the world. And... Um, you know, I don't want to fight anyone 
not even in the top ten, not even in the top five, but there's no one in the top five really. I'm number four. Who's above? Who's one above me? I think it could be Shogun, but we've asked for Shogun fight. Shogun doesn't want to fight. I'll leave him alone. I like Shogun. You know, he's a he's a legend in the game, so I'll, I'll just let him do what he wants to do. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna go chase for the uh, the Shogun fight. I respect him a lot. But if it comes down to us fighting, he won't last around. Yeah, it's inter- in- interesting that he uh, he's kind of been on, you know, not only has he managed to stay in the top of the division, but he's also kind of been on the back burner in the shadows here. I've always been wondering, you know, what's going on with him. A fight with him would be great yeah, for both Sh- of you guys. You know but... leave, 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 yeah, leave Shogun alone. Shogun's a good guy, man. I love Shogun. He's always been one of my favorite fighters. Every time he fights, I, I want him to win. You know, he's a veteran of the sport and everything, so we'll just let him take. You know, just let him uh, let him be. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you 100%, man. He's absolutely, I mean, he's he's my top two favorite fighters for sure. Uh, absolute exactly, legend. Exactly, exactly. I've always loved him. So, but if we did have to fight, and if he's in my, my weight division, you know, if we did have to fight, then it'd be serious stuff. You absolutely. know, but I do respect him. I love him. It'd be one hell of a show for the fans as well. Ah oh, mate, what a striking, what a striking war that'd be. Right, I I I would agree with you, absolutely. Um, so you know, speaking of the division and and the contenders in the division, you know, we're still all waiting to hear the fate of John Jones. I know you've been very critical of him since all this stuff happened, but uh, do you think that he's going to fight again? And and should he be given a title shot immediately if he does return? No man, it's all it's all grey, isn't it? It's all grey around around John Jones right now. And then this second the second uh, drugs I was really I, I I gave him a I gave him a green light after his last uh, drugs thing, you know, clean fresh start, he came he beat D C spectacularly and then now he's tested positive again. So like what the fuck man? Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on with him, you know, and it, and if it is if it definitely is steroids, I think he should be banned for life. I think anyone takes steroids and uh, performing enhancing drugs should be banned for life. Yeah, I mean it's it's such a rampant problem in the sport, and it seems like guys make excuses like, "Oh, if everybody else is using it, then I'm going to use it too." And I just feel like that that only leads to pretty much everybody using using PEDs. Yeah, but that, so. just, that just shows the type of person you are. If you feel, if uh, not even if you feel, if you use steroids illegally in combat sports, or it just shows the type of person you are. You're a cheater and you're no good. You're scum. And that's a, so, you know, they don't belong in, in, in MMA. Right, right. Well, so, I, but it's, 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 it's yet to be proven with, John Johnson, we'll just have to wait and see what what the what the results are on that. John Jones is the best fighter, hands down. By the way, absolutely, absolutely. So but if he's using steroids, they're both using steroids. Then then he then he doesn't count. He's removed from the list. I agree with you, man. I think uh, definitely the best pound for pound in the world. But at the same time, you know, with the tarnished legacy like this, and if it if it comes through that he is not exonerated. Um, you know, it's very, very tough to 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 hold him in that high regard anymore. I like, you know what? I, I I I like the kid. I like the kid. You know, he came he came up to me when I saw him and and, and all that. When I first seen him in Boston, 
And then, and then um, after I lost my fight, my last fight, it was in a change room. It was in the same change room. As I was going out, he was coming in, and he told me, "Oh, head up, um, wish me well, and everything." He didn't have to do that, you know. So I like him. He's a, he's a good, respectful kid, and that, no matter what people may say about him or whatever, to me, he's a respectful, nice kid, and that, you know. Well, it's refreshing to hear that. I know, you know, a lot of the time we hear that. He is this awesome guy, and then there's also the flip side. I mean, everybody has their demons, so um, very refreshing right, listen, to hear Listen, listen, what I say is this is about who's the best fighter. We're trying to be the best fighter. No, no, everyone comes from different walks of life, and that, and it's, it's not a role model contest or nothing. Right. You know, but obviously, obviously you've got to be a bit responsible when you, can't, when, when you can't get the fame and that, but at the end of the day, everyone comes from different walks of life. And everything, and it's not a role model contest. He's the best fighter. Now, speaking of different walks of life, man, I know you've been working with Gokan Saki. Tell us about having him on the team and, and what it's been like working with him. No, I haven't, I haven't worked with Saki. But um, we're good friends from from before, when he was in K1 and everything. We've got good, um, mutual friends in Dubai and, and Europe, and, that, and uh, that's about it. Oh really? I was under. I saw some photos circulate of you guys. I was under the impression that you guys were training together. So that was not the case. Yeah, not, yeah, not not training, not training photos. You saw us having dinner, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Right. photo we've got. Okay. How do you think he's gonna do in the in the UFC? Do you think he has the potential to become a contender, or maybe even a champion? Hundred percent, hundred percent. He, do you know what? From when he was fighting in K one, um. And we used to talk. He was my favourite K1 fighter, Bucky, because he was a small, skillful, explosive knockout artist. But he was so he was small, he was like 95 kilos or something, and he was fighting heavyweight, and he was knocking out Overeem, knocking out fucking what's his name, um, Butter Harry, knocking out this man, knocking out that man, fighting Sammy Schultz, who's a <laughs> rat fucking seven foot tall. And everything, and he was just like a crazy knockout artist and everything. So he was my favorite K1 fighter, you know. Yeah, that's that's one of the fights that always stood out for me. That's one of the fights that always stood out for me. The one with Semi Schultz, man, him jumping up to hit Semi in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I loved him from, from back then. And that, but we all trained together. We will, we will. It would be an honor for me to train with him. Well, I certainly hope that comes to fruition at some point, man. Uh, but listen, as I had mentioned earlier, as I had mentioned earlier, you know, things kind of got screwed up for you with, with the Volcon fight, your plans for 2018. Uh, not only, you know, the title hunt for the UFC, but the boxing match with David Hay. When we last spoke in July, you were pretty confident that that fight was going to happen in early 2018. Yeah, Is that still the plan? He, he fucked up. He fucked up. He, he messed up his, his biceps. Uh, he was meant to fight Bellew uh, this month in December. Uh, this weekend just gone actually, and um, he messed up. He messed up his uh, his biceps. So that that fight's been pushed to May, I think. So that that's been, if the fight's going to happen, it's probably going to happen late next year, which which actually worked out perfect for me actually, because um, I'll be fighting in March and then possibly the summer as well. So to fight with David Hay, the end of next year sounds perfect. The time and. You know, he still wants it. He's still um, texting and said he wants it, which I'll make it happen. But um, 
will be after this uh, belly fight. Yeah, I know that I know that you had said that he's agreed to the fight. The UFC is on board 100%. So it sounds like at this point, you know, regardless of it being pushed back, you still have no doubt that this fight is going to happen sometime in 2018. 100%. It's all about it's all about promoting it, you know, and getting and getting fire behind it as well, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, it's it's a business thing as well. So we've got to make it happen. For sure. I mean, it would sell no problem in England, but as far as worldwide, absolutely, you need a little bit more promotion there. Um, now, you were you were one of the first guys to talk about having a boxing match. You know, even before Mayweather and McGregor, that fight got finalized. Now we're seeing a ton of guys looking for fights in boxing. You know, even Nate Diaz is saying that he's going to leave MMA for boxing. Um, if you have success against David Hay when this fight becomes an eventuality, could you see yourself moving over to boxing permanently, or would you like to compete in both sports? Depends on the money in it. If this big fight can be made, the only person I can see fighting in uh, boxing is worth the perfect fight is David Hay. You know, he's a small heavyweight. There's no cruiserweights. What you know? What what big enough to make a big, big, uh, big fight? It's, it's, it's only David Hay. He's only, he's the only small heavyweight. He fits perfectly into the into the category. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I, I think maybe the potential for bigger paydays, I mean, would that maybe play a factor in that choice for you? Or, I mean, the, the, you, we see that a lot of boxers get a much bigger fight purse at this point. Say that again? I'm, I'm wondering, you know, would the potential for bigger paydays in boxing maybe play a factor for you in that choice? 100%. 100%. 100%. All right. So, what's when, the, I'm not, when, I'm not, when I knock David Hay out, then people will stand up and listen and, and, and listen and take attention, you know. And then big fights will come flooding in. Everyone, everyone will want a big, big fight. They'll be like, "Who's this? Who's this MMA fighter? He's just not David Hay." Right, right. And I'm, you'd be the first guy to finally have success crossing over. It's very different with ten ounce, ten ounce gloves and four ounce gloves. Very different, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, getting getting back to MMA in regards to the fight in London, um, what other matchup aside from maybe Glover or Misha Serkinov? There's nobody else at this point that makes sense to you. Mm, no, not really. Unless we we, I don't know. I don't. Know. Do you know what? I think after this weekend, we'll know depending on how the Glover and Serkinov fight goes, because it would be perfect timing for, uh, for them. They'll have three months to get ready. Um, and possibly, the only, the only other one's possibly um, DC and uh, Volkan. We know a loser out of that. Yeah, I would agree, man. It, it only makes sense for you to move forward, not move backwards, and take a fight with a yeah, with a guy ranked below you. Moving backwards just to try and clock up, just to try and clock up numbers and and everything. I need the belt. I need the belt right now. Right now is when I need the belt. Right, right. And I, you know, I'm sure you'd agree that. Well, you even said it there. You feel like you're one fight away from a title shot. So one big win in in the O2 in London in March, and you should be next in line for a shot at the belt. 100% because I want to fight top five, top six fighter. All right, man. Well, listen, we certainly look forward to just that. 
I hope we get that fight announcement soon, depending on how things play out over the weekend. Uh, in conclusion, man, tell all the UK fans out there what, what they can expect on March 17th and, uh, you know, tell the rest of the division why they should keep an eye out for you and, and know that you're coming for that title. I'm going to expect, expect the same thing that happened last time in the, in the London main event. First round knockout. Uh, all right. Thanks, thanks to all the fans for, for all the support and everything. Big things coming in March. Stay tuned. All right, my man. We greatly appreciate the time, as always. Uh, certainly looking forward to, to your next outing and, and all the future has in store for you. Uh, any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Uh, Shout-out to Paradigm Sports and, and uh, all my team. Uh, All-Stars Gym, Kettle's Gym, another full-star Bounce Gym as well. My training partners, all my trainers, my family, and uh, and God. Right, and you man. guys as well. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, bud. You have a happy holiday and uh, enjoy the time with your daughters. Thank you very much, brother. The poster boy, Jimmy Manoa. Always a great conversation with him. Can't say enough about the guy. A fighter's fighter, if you will. Not much for trash talk. Just has a, a real desire one of those few guys, I mean, there's a ton of guys like this in this business, but one of those guys that really just likes to go in there, knock people unconscious. <laughs> As you hear, heard him say, uh, you know what to expect on March 17th in the O2 Arena. Last time he was in London, he, he got a big knockout, probably be able to do the same thing uh, coming up in just a few months. Depending on how things play out this weekend, he's eyeing Glover, maybe Misha. I personally think the the, the loser of uh, Volkan and DC would be a very interesting fight as well. <clears throat> Probably do more for his case of uh, fighting for the title, in my opinion. Uh, but I also think that, that Jimmy and Glover would be an awesome matchup uh, for the fans. Uh, Glover always brings the fight. And uh, you've seen his toughness on display time and time again. So definitely a fight I'd love to see. Always a pleasure to speak with Jimmy. And as he thanked uh, Paradigm as well, I would like to do so. Um, big shout out to Tim from Paradigm for, for setting up uh, our interviews tonight with Leon and Jimmy. Um, looking forward to working with these guys going forward. So there you have it, folks. BJPenn.com Radio, Episode 62. My bad about the issues earlier. Kind of off tonight, to be completely honest with you. Probably, you know what, normally every episode, it's like down to the last minute, you know, setting everything up. Today, this week, everything was done pretty early. Maybe I need a little more pressure on me. You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, great show, great interviews with three awesome guests. Big thank you to Curtis. Leon and Jimmy, and again, Tim from Paradigm. Uh, on behalf of the whole team, the whole Team Penn squad, newest edition, Drake. Big shout out to you, man. Chris Taylor, Tom Taylor, Justin Golightly, Russell, of course, and our, our main man, Scotty. And most of all, happy birthday to the captain himself, Baby J, BJ Penn. It's an honor working for you guys. 
working with you guys and working for BJ. And uh, a legend has another birthday today, folks. So make sure you get on social media. Wish him well. Speaking of social media, make sure you follow us, BJPenn.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google+. Stay up to date. Make sure you guys set up uh, alerts so when the news breaks, you get it first. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Bookmark that. Make us your home screen. Make us your, your, uh, your home when you load up your browser. Homepage, rather. Derf. Love all you guys. Big mahalo. We'll have another great episode next week. Going into uh, 2018. Trying to produce a little more steam. Going into the new year. Got a great team behind us. And I have no doubt that next year will be even better than this year. But the holidays are around the corner. We're going to do what we can for next week. I'm sure everybody's going to be traveling, you know, uh, guys fighting, of course. But with the holiday, uh, I'm sure people are going to be pretty wrapped up. However, as we do each and every week, we'll bring you the best show possible, the best possible guests, and awesome conversations. So, again, on behalf of the whole team, big thank you, Penn Nation. We love you guys. I'm checking out for the evening. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. I hope to catch you guys next week. Peace out, everybody.
Life is full of those ah moments. Like right after the first stretch and yawn in the morning. Yeah. Or like standing in the forest alone amid the stillness. The beauty hits you like the crisp air and suddenly everything makes sense and you're one with the earth and stars. Ah. Or like dollar drinks at McDonald's. Keep those ah moments going with $1 any size McCafe brewed coffee and $1 any size soft drinks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.